Hello! Oh, sorry. Hello, and welcome back to the spoiler cast. The show where we talk about uh, movies and we don't care about spoiling them because it's the spoiler cast. My name is Tobias, and with me, as always, is my sister and trusty co host, Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And in today's very, I guess, special episode, um, yes. we are uh, going to talk about Denis Villeneuve's sci fi. Well, it's not really sci fi. Sci fi fantasy epic Dune. Sci-fi adventure drama, according to IMDb. Yeah, it's not really sci-fi though, because there's no explanations to any of the tech in the movie. If this was a proper sci-fi movie, they'd be like, oh, uh, this thing works because of this and this. It's just, you know, it's more fantasy it's, than sci-fi. Yeah, fantasy. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yes, we're recording this on the 14th of September, which is technically one day before the Swedish premiere. But for some reason, they just had tickets to a regular screening, so we went. They had three screenings on the day before the premiere. No specific reason given or anything, but hey, when you get the chance, you take the chance. Yeah, why not? Um, but we're releasing this, of course, on Thursday. So at this point, uh, the movie should be out in Sweden and some other countries. Most other other countries, and you should have been able to watch it before you listen to us spoil it completely. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, move on to the actual episode, um, and I'll I'll just come out right out of the gate, right out of the bat, and say that I didn't want to see this movie. Believe yeah. believe it or not, it's the it's, it's the talk <laughs> of the town this this fall. Um, it's the it's the big release, you know. It's Denis Villeneuve. It's Timothée Chalamet. It's you know, Dune. But I didn't want to see it. I, despite being a big fan. Oh yes, huge you did fan not of the book see it. or the books, I suppose. I didn't want to see it um, because I'm one of those annoying Dune fans who believe that the book cannot be made um, um, justice. Yeah, it could not cannot be made justice as a movie. It's too much. You can't make it into a movie. Well, Mr. Villeneuve had had a had a, uh, a, a, re a remedy for that. He made two movies, or yeah. he made one movie, and if that one went well enough, they'll make a second one, and we'll get into why I don't think that's gonna happen. But anyway, yeah, I didn't want to see this, um, and you had hadn't read the book. No, and I have not seen, seen the, the first the uh, the David Lynch movie original movie. Um, so and so you, I just went into this knowing very little. Hearing you talk about the Dune phenomenon yeah. for ages. Well, yeah. And honestly, seeing the first trailer and being like, "Huh, that looks kind of cool. <laughs> right. Um, so we went and saw it. And saw it, we did. Um, yes, so, well, all two hours and 30-something minutes. minutes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll start with your opinion. Um, because I'll, we'll save mine for later. Because I, I, we... We, we we tried to say as little as possible before we got home. This is literally like an hour and a yes. half since we saw the movie. Um, We're try we, we even went on the train together and tried not to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but what did you think of the movie? I liked it. I, I, I didn't... I liked it, yeah. I'm not going to say it's a perfect movie. I'm not going to say it's the best movie ever, but I liked it. Elaborate, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about it? It's pretty. Sure. It's very stylish. I like yeah. the acting. I like the the storyline. I did like the world building. Although there are some 
things I have an issue with there. But I like the world, I guess, that Dune takes place in. Um, I love the, the music. Hmm. I, I, all in all, it's it's what? pretty. It's a pretty movie. Sure. And the adventure and and story did not disappoint. Was there anything you didn't like about it? Some of the like backstory, world building elements that they sometimes touched upon, but not enough, so that we understood it enough. If you haven't read the book, sure, yes. Or watch the old movie, I suppose. Mm, um, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get to the old uh, movie. Unless you've done any re- any backstory research sure, yeah. of um, any kind. Because I have not, like we said. And so so when they started talking about the the savior and the... Uh, Baba Ganoush was not the, the word. <laughs> the Kwisatz Haderach. <laughs> no, what they called the ladies. Um, the oh, the Bene, Bene Gesserit. That's the, the witches, one. yeah. Yes, they can, they can. Their plans reach us for centuries. And they had another name as well when the the uh, free, uh, free people, oh, the, the, the Fremen, have a name yeah, for for yeah the their their the Messiah witches, and the and her and his mother, um, which I can't remember at this point. It's something out. No, but he mm-hmm. called the mother something specific, specific like oh she's a witch but he said something else there's a bunch of words that just yes there's a lot there's a lot of words a lot of languages there's a lot of language yes a lot of languages that are never really um developed in the book there's a there this it's not like tolkien he didn't like develop elvish and, and orkish and you know no language. he made up certain words but then everyone just speaks english um, which i can appreciate yes. but it's nice when you can like get a proper explanation then which you, you do you do in the book everything is there's the typical fantasy book you have a, an entire index which you can just oh, yeah. uh, look through if you if something doesn't make sense i did buy the book today as well so yes we'll <laughs> yeah. talk about that on the patreon we'll, episode <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that on the patreon episode yeah um but yeah i think some of the like lore kind of was touched upon but not developed enough for me to understand it with yeah. no background. Sure. Uh, and that's a little bit annoying. And then, of course, I did not know that it was supposed to be two movies. I really so, thought... Everyone has been talking about that. I really yeah, no, thought I've, you knew about I've that. really stayed away from anything after the first trailer. Even when it said Dune, Chapter 1 in the opening titles. You, yeah, no, you I just was like, was, oh. oh, Chapter 1, we'll get Chapter 2 later. Yeah, because it's a two and a half hour long movie. Yeah, yeah. I figured they like put title card. They do that in some movies, especially sure. long movies. Yeah. Some movies are and there were perfect places to actually put a like pause and oh part yeah, two. but no, no. I could have gotten this movie to three parts if I wanted to. Well, <laughs> then they would have been kind of short. Yes. Um, but like how how the you could see clear breaking points where, and we move on to the next. Oh thing. sure 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 yeah. So yeah, overall you, yeah, you liked it. I liked it. I'm not gonna recommend everyone to go see it though because it is two and a half hours long. Maybe watch it at home. Yeah <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not really made for general audiences, right? No. Yeah. No, you have to have a specific interest in. I suppose Dune specifically, but maybe even film. Yeah. To even want to see this, it's, and it's not a Marvel yeah. movie. 
No, but you will have people going and see it just for Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. and Sendea. Uh, yeah. And some of the other actors as well, because there's a bunch of big name actors in this one. Well, people going to see it for Sendea are going to be a little bit disappointed because she's not in the movie yes. much. And that's... that's they that's, will be. Yes, that's one of my problems. With me. I'll just say it. Uh, I, uh, now I'll, I'll get to my opinion. I, yes. I thought it was fine. Which sounds very weird to say about such a big production like this, because it's obviously like a lot went into making this movie. You can see all oh, the yes. money on screen. It's not just a bunch of CGI. Oh, yes. Um, but as a as a not lifelong fan, but I've been a fan of the book for like twenty years. Um, and I've I've read the book a couple of times. It's been a while since I read it, but um, I just. I, I, I was thoroughly unimpressed by most of it because because I'd seen it before um, and I'd even read it before and the way I the way I um, imagined it when it? I read it actually um, and that maybe that's an unpopular opinion the way I read it and imagined it in my head when I read it actually um, coincided more with the David Lynch movie I oh. I, I don't know the, the the aesthetic made more sense in the David Lynch movie, even though that's more all over the place. But that's that's kind of a thing. Because here, everything kind of looked the same. Everyone looks very samey. It's very stylish. Yeah, like like uh, like uh, all the all the buildings on Caladan, the the Atreides planet, the rainy planet. Yeah. Um, everything was just it was big, brutalist, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 archi- uh, architecture. Yes. Big big buildings. Everything looks like it's all straight straight lines and you know big yeah. big empty rooms. And then you get to Giddy Prime where where the Harkonnen lives and it's all it's darker but it's all big brutalist ar- architecture. Giant big rooms concrete that are empty. blocks. Yeah. Concrete blocks. And then you get to Arrakis and it's big empty rooms with with straight lines and big concrete blocks. No, this time they're at an angle, though. Oh, sure, yeah, they're at an angle. <laughs> Br- brutalist uh, architecture. Yeah, e- even yeah. So, even some of the stuff with um um with the with the herald for the the uh, the uh, the uh, the emperor um, elite kinds her her buildings she had built with the fremen out in the the desert. It was right. It was supposed well not her but her predecessors had built a long time ago to try to try to terraform the planet. It was all the, uh, echo, whatever they called it. Yeah, it was all it was all big, empty, concrete buildings, brutalist architecture. The only thing that Just didn't round look, this time. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that didn't look like that was um, the Fremen, but we didn't really get to see their like um, no. villages or 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 a siege as they call it. No, but I'm wondering That'll like is that gonna look the same? <laughs> well. They're, they're, they, they live in caves. It really can't. Or yeah. Maybe they've like carved out big, uh, uh, brutalist-looking caves, <laughs> giant <laughs> empty caves. I don't know. Square. It, just, it all looked the same. <laughs> While in uh, the way they described it in the book and the way they kind of captured that in the David Lynch movie is that stuff on Caladan, it kind of looked like it it had definitely had a bit of a brutalist style to it with all the big rooms sure. but it was more more medieval looking almost like they had castles you know it almost felt like you were oh, in a okay. in a medieval like movie yeah um while uh Giri prime the harkonnen uh planet was all you know was all technology like uh, the kind of technology you don't really see in the movie because it's so far into the future they don't even have technology anymore yeah. 
which there is an explanation for um, in the book, not really in the movies. Well, that's 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 not important, really. It's just a, an aesthetic. No, but you you're trying to say that they differentiated from the different people. Yeah, and, and then, their style, yeah, not and- just looks, which they kind of did here. Sort of. Sort of, um, kind of, loosely. And th- yeah, and then when they got to Arrakis, it was... Um, that was the one that kind of looked like this movie, but it was just much smaller. It looked like kind of a mid- mid- Middle Eastern country Yeah. when they got to the city, Arakeen. Um, so I, prefer- I preferred that. Um, I mean, this still looked good. Mm-hmm. It was all very well designed, and I like brutalist architecture. We've talked about that before. I think that's awesome. Yes. So I like that, and I... I I like that everything was huge. Like all the ships was were giant, which is also a kind of a thing in the books and in in the first movie or the David Lynch movie. But sometimes it just felt like it was it was just too big. Almost just it was ginormous. Even like smaller ships, like when the Bene Gesserits yes. uh, arrive on um, on Caladan, um, their ship was like six hundred feet tall. Mm-hmm. And they were just transporting f- like five witches. Why does it have to be that big? I mean, if, I guess it fits with the aesthetic, but it didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Some of the design features are a bit odd. I can understand why you want to make things big and grandiose, but doing the same thing for three different planets and peoples, yeah. planets and peoples, is kind of odd. And then you had the ships being even stranger shapes that didn't. <laughs> correlate to the architecture mm. yeah because you had you had an egg shape you had like monoliths you had tunnels but i'm not sure that was ships that was no just that's tunnels that's space, them probably that's them bending space I, okay yeah that was i i like i didn't like that they didn't go into detail about the space bending because that, that's the whole thing with the spice that's why everyone wants the spice it allows you to Bend space Yeah, time. they mention it barely. That's a whole sequence. Both in the book, but, it's a big sequence. In the mo- in the in David Lynch, it's a at least like a three or four minute sequence where they explain it and you see them bending space. Here, it's just uh, it's a tunnel. Yeah, and and the visual of the tunnel didn't really explain either that they were like traveling through time there or no, or uh, unless space you paid, time or whatever. Unless you knew that they were bending space time, you wouldn't even notice it because. In it just looked tunnel, like they were going, see, going through a tunnel. Yeah, from one planet to another, which doesn't make sense, yeah. of course. But you don't think about it because they don't mention it barely. No. Yeah. It even looked sort of like they were just going through the tunnel and next to them was the same planet all the time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. At it, one point. <laughs> which is like, no, no, that's not what happened. I know that, but it looked like it. Yeah. And, and since they spent so much time on other details, why not elaborate a little bit on this very crucial detail like the whole reason yeah. people want to control Arrakis how about you show us that <laughs> yeah because they went into detail on a lot of other things that felt very unnecessary yeah now, compared we, to we got, some we got several things. explanations for the Chris knife yes uh, we get at, at least two times they explained to us what a Chris knife is and we're like yeah we know why are you explaining yeah we figured that one out <laughs> They should have someone literally tells us specifically what it is, and then someone's like, you know, it's a special knife. Yes, we've heard that. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. So, a, a, so, a bunch of those th- and those things. And and at at certain points I thought style took over substance. Yes. 
and there are long shots of Timothy just walking and looking stoic. Yeah. And while while there is a lot of substance in the movie, it didn't need to be this long. Like, oh, we no. had to make it long because it's such a big book. No, you could have cut some things down. Yes. I was thinking about that before we started recording, actually. Because I was like, yes, it's too long. And yes, you could cut things out. But everything that had story in it or, or events were more or less needed. Mm, sure, yeah. But then you had all those quiet, stoic, just scenery imageries that maybe, no, you didn't need that. No, they were just there Some to make it Some of his like, vision big. sequence could have been like removed, possibly, because they those were very, very long and very repetitive. The thing is, they are very important for the, the second half. Sure. I'll, I'll say this. We haven't really talked much about story, um, well, I can guess what the second half is going to be partially. Yeah. Because um, the, the, the one longest vision is very telling yeah. well, of what the future that, holds. That, that vision where they kind of go on a, as he says, a holy war in my name, that's uh, that's actually like uh, foreshadowing for the rest of the books as well. So it's not, yeah, it's okay. not just the rest. It's not the second half of the movie. Unless they st that's start adding That's possibly what the second movie is going to be. It felt like it. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Yeah. That that would be very strange because, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the second <laughs> movie for you. I'll spoil this movie for you. But um, yeah. No, but but like where they cut, where where this movie ended, that's kind of where the exciting stuff starts to happen in the yeah. In the you book. could kind of feel that too. Yeah, because what we got here is basically set up for yeah the 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 the, the second movie. This doesn't feel yes. like an like an exciting movie in and of itself. It does sort of have the same issue as the uh, we we mentioned the Resident Evil problem, where there's one entire movie that is just an intro. Yeah, it's just them getting from A to B so they can start the yeah. final battle, and that's the next yeah. movie. This kind of had that, but not too much. It still had substance. It still had excitement. Oh, yes, yes. But it did not have a beginning, middle, and end. It ends in the middle. No. Uh, like yes. an obvious... Even if you haven't read the book, like where this ends, you gotta say like, what? what? Is that the end? Honestly, I think it would have ended better if it ended um, about 20 minutes earlier. Yeah, like in the middle of the the attack when the Harkonnen come back and attack. Uh, yeah, or just as like uh, as they, they when they escape. Escape, I guess. Yeah, or, and, they, and they crash in the desert. They could yeah. have it to be continued. Yes, because yeah. that would have been a a good ending because they escaped. Yeah, but but their future is uncertain. enough to be like yeah, mm. the future is uncertain. Yeah. So they they went a bit too far. They went about twenty minutes too long after that, and not counting the credits because we didn't yeah, even we sit didn't, around didn't, for the credits. I, I, <laughs> I really don't think there's a post credit scene since they haven't filmed anything for the sequel. Yeah. Um. So I don't think and they're I, gonna hint at anything. It wouldn't. They, they might, have, but it, it really didn't. It, it didn't fit. It wouldn't have fit if they put a post credit scene after this, because the way they portrayed this movie or sold it, I suppose, is more of a like. Yeah. I kept thinking like space opera. Yeah, well, it kind of is. Yeah, that's a, that's a better word than fa uh, fantasy movie. It's a space opera because it is very, again, grandiose and and like big. Oh yes, very big. I don't know how else to explain it. No, it is it's, very. It's very big. Big. It's bombastic. Yes, bombastic. Yeah, 
And you can't really like put a a superhero twist at the end then with a post credit scene. That would have no, just no. diminished it. Uh yeah, that 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 would have bothered me to and be honest. I, I, I don't think a filmmaker like Denis Villeneuve would like to do that. No. Doesn't fit his um MO. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a real filmmaker, even though I don't like all his movies. He's a real filmmaker. He, yes. He's not a clickbait Disney filmmaker. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. And honestly, you could feel that too. Because this movie, it is very... It's a film. Yes. Yes. Yeah, th- this is this is one of those m- moments, even if I'm not super into it, there there's definitely like... There is the whole Marvel Disney thing that is entertainment. And yes. this is a film. This is a craft. There is, there is, yeah, there is craft behind it in making it. Uh, yes. Um, even not though- just only the design, but the. Um, oh, sorry, my cat was on the computer. You can turn it off. <laughs> um, but in general, like the directing, the production, everything was. Yeah, the, the- very thought thought through like there was thought behind everything yeah and, and that's also why it is kind of long the fact that True. he allows his actors to like move at the pace they they need need them to and like yes. have long shots of, of of him just sitting there when he gets the visions um yes. when the when the worm is approaching like stuff like that so while i would say yeah cut some of that stuff down i still like that that stuff is in there because it's not just oh we just need to convey information and move on move on move on no, exactly. You still need to get the feeling that they are feeling, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I what I think though, where it almost borders on just being entertainment, is that it it did sometimes pander to like a mainstream audience, like like we said, the the explaining of the Chris knife twice. We did not need yes. that. Yes, that is just like no. we need to hammer this home because people might forget. Um, or some of the some of the dialogue that the lead kinds had was very very expository, and while yes. that's Im- you need that in a movie like this, sometimes, like in the in the final battle between uh, b- uh, battle yeah battle um, between um, uh, uh, Paul Who? sorry I was gonna say Leto Atreides Paul Paul and um, the uh, the Fremen ma- 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 Majin ja- Jamin ja- ja- Jamab Jamin something, something like that. Um, they would like cut away from the fight to have um, uh, the Fremen explain stuff to to Rebecca Ferguson's character, uh, the mother Jessica. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, no, don't do that. Shows the fight instead. Like, oh, he's never killed a man before. Do we need to know that? Like, Why didn't they explain the- that earlier in the movie? Like where it made sense yeah. instead of telling us that in the very part end. was really one of the explanations I can agree on. Like when, um, well, that he he I'm must he must sure. kill him. Yeah, is he toying with him? Yeah. yeah, Javier Bardem's character, when he's like, is he toying with him? Yeah. That would have just... Does he not know the rules? That would have been enough. Yeah, Jamis you, is the guy. Yeah, um, Jamis, yeah. That, yeah. The, you, it's a fight to the death. But, oh, he's never killed anyone. You didn't have to add that he's never killed anyone. No. We kind of know that already. Yeah, since he's asking... Even though they haven't even. told us that, we, everyone's treating him like a child. Of course he hasn't killed anyone yeah. yet then. Because if he had, they would have treated him like a warrior. 
and he, the the way he, that that is more or less explained through like character actions. Like he's yeah. a very thoughtful, intelligent person. Like yes. I doubt he has just killed someone out of rage, especially that young Ooh, age, yes. you know. And and the position he has, um, uh, even his reluctance to like training sometimes yeah. is like obviously he doesn't like fighting. Yeah, exactly. He wants to explore. He doesn't want to fight. Yeah. So, so some of that stuff felt like oh, they they were they were pandering to the audience. Um, A little bit, but it was, yes. it was very little. But it, the, the the biggest problem with with a movie for me was the fact that I was not impressed by it because okay. I had read it before and I preferred that version. Like. Eh, I mean that 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 might happen to a lot of people, you know, that have read the book because there's a lot of books made into movies. But I've never really had that before. Like usually when I watch a movie that's based on a book, I can separate them, um, yeah. and I can I can still enjoy the movie even though I like the book more. But here it was just like mm, nah, better in the book. Even though even though all the effort be... that went into it, it was just like nah, book was better. <laughs> Could it perhaps be because there's such a time difference between them? Because I realized as I bought the book that this the book is originally written in like the 60s. 65, yeah. Yeah. And you read it 20 years ago. About 20 years ago. Maybe last time I read it was like 14 years ago. 15. Yeah, but still. Yeah. There's a bunch of years between that. You have had time to properly um, imagine what you see. Oh, yeah. yeah when yeah. you read it. You've had time to explore what other people see because there's probably fan art and stuff oh yeah you have the other movie obviously and then and then all of a sudden after so many years they just present this is what dune is now yeah it's like well we've already seen so many variants of it why should we appreciate this one yeah yeah and then but then coming in with fresh eyes i'm probably gonna prefer this one sure oh the aesthetic oh, of it at oh least. yes since you're watching this first you're definitely gonna prefer this one over the david lynch movie <laughs> also this is in general one of my favorite aesthetics uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um but the, yeah but then, then it's also i don't know well that, that's another reason why I, I don't think this would work as a movie because so much of the book feels very um very it's very stoic all the characters are very stoic they're very emotionless um emotions serve a specific purpose for certain characters at certain moments but they're not like like they're not crying all the time or like having outbursts yeah that, and in a movie you need that um otherwise a movie can feel very clinical which works for certain movies but a movie like this a big space opera with wars and explosions and you know yeah, you need emotions. Yeah, and this movie, while it captured that, that uh, they don't really have, they don't show a lot of emotions. The only Most one who really them. does that is is uh, uh, Lady Jessica, Jessica. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, and that felt almost too much. Like if you yes. if you compare it to her character in the book, um, and well, was, even just just watching it, yeah, it felt like every other scene she was just bawling her eyes out yeah, and, and crying hysterically and it's almost. Un it's understandable why because she's putting her son in, in huge danger sure um but the, the, her her but her training as a Bene Gesserit should prevent her from from being that uh, emotional yes and also like the things she's talking about with paul and and how she wants him to act and be and how she is towards him mm. 
That, that she's it's, training him to be Bene Gesserit. That, that's yeah, her thing. She's training him, and she is someone who is very calm and collected, mm. who's supposed to be able to handle their yeah. emotions. But she can't. As soon as she's alone, she bursts into tears. Yeah, and it's the whole thing. That that's the whole the whole fear is the mind killer. It's that you're always yeah. supposed to be calm and composed because otherwise you might make mistakes. Yeah. Um. So you don't have a lot of emotions in the book unless when it's when you're supposed to, and. That did not translate over well into this movie, I thought. It, it all felt very cold and, like, stripped down of emotions. Which, I mean, it's supposed to be, but it didn't... It For me, it didn't work in the movie. Okay. It's the same way in the David Lynch movie, and it works. I mean, it's been a while since I saw that movie. <laughs> Better? No, not really, but I... It didn't bother me as much in that one. But there's so much else that bothers me in that one. I like that movie, <laughs> but it's... N- it's a tough watch. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have fun from for the Monday episode. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, hint, hint. If you want to hear what Rebecca thinks of uh, of David Liz's Dune, we're doing that on Monday for the Patreon exclusive episode. We're even doing a commentary track, <coughs> which yes. uh, yeah, it's gonna be sort of a sort of a reaction track for for you. Unless- well, I'm gonna try and see it before yeah. that. So yeah, but still. Um, but one thing I really did like yeah? with this movie was basically all the acting except for perhaps Rebecca Ferguson. Yes, and that she wasn't completely convincing, which is ex- That's it's bad, surprising because like she's her. A, Yeah, she's a pretty good actress and I mean she's Swedish, we should like yeah, her. Yeah, exactly. We're a little biased, but she's good in other movies. Yes. Um and here, yeah, she was the weakest link. Um Definitely. even more and than Zendaya. Even a- I don't like her as an actress, but she's in it so little, so yeah, she didn't have enough. You know what she is in this, which acting. is not very progressive, but that's because she's gonna be more in the second movie. She's basically a pretty face in this one, which yep. is like okay, <laughs> but it's it's casting for the next movie. But yeah. this is basically ooh, he dreams of a of a fremen woman, and she's very beautiful. But that's yeah. I love how they because <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is also considered a pretty person. I agree. Well, uh, I can understand what people call he, him pretty. Uh, he's not handsome. He's pretty. Sure, but I, I think that's more, that has more to do with his personality. He's not physically attractive, is he? Yeah, he is. Sure. Okay, maybe I just didn't. But more, like I said, more pretty than handsome. Okay, sure. Yeah, there's a difference. While Sandea's character looks more uh, natural and rough, and therefore beautiful, like nature, not. Just pretty. Oh, sure, yeah. So uh, there, there's still some sort of like, you know, it's not just no, no, pretty face. No, no. He's definitely the main pretty face that will sell this movie. Yes, yes. And that, while, while, <laughs> while Timothy Chalamet is, is a very good actor. Yes. Um, Even I, though I haven't seen him in a lot, to be honest. You have seen him in a bunch of stuff. You just don't remember it because he blew up like a, like a couple of years ago. Um, the big Maybe. one for me is uh, in in um, Lady Bird. He plays the the pretentious asshole that she dates for like yeah a little while. Um, that's when I like noticed him. But then I went back and then oh shit, he's been in a bunch of movies that I've seen when he was younger. Like he plays um, he plays the older brother as a kid in Interstellar. Um, he oh, has yeah. a small role in Hostiles, but that's technically later. But still, um, he's been in a, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's he's kind of blowing up. I mean, I mean, call me by your name, but that's a that's a that was. I actually haven't seen that either. Oh, so. oh okay. <laughs> that's a, I've only that's seen him in Interstellar, Lady Bird, Little Women, 
Oh, yeah. And Dune. Okay. All right. Anyway. So I can actually say that. Yeah. But I, for, for me, it feels like Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya is a little Zendaya. bit of stunt casting because she's popular. Because I don't think she's a good actress. She was good in Malcolm and Marie, and that's it. Perhaps that this movie very... where she can show that she is a good actress, though. In this movie, no. No, but like nothing the to second do in this one, movie. where they continue, because sure. she has nothing to do in this sure. one. She has no space to show that. And I don't, I don't like her as Mary Jane in the Spider-Man movies. No, I can agree no, wait, on that. She, Not my favorite. No, yeah, she's Mary Jane, right? She's Mary yeah, Jane, yeah. yeah. No, I don't like her, though. No. She's way too much, okay, dude, whatever, guy. I don't know. Her, yeah, well, yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't seen her in anything else, though. Except for Malcolm and Marie, Spider-Man and this. She's did, she did Disney stuff, right? She's a Disney star, Disney yes. Channel star, yeah. That's why I haven't seen her before that. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that's kind of stunt but, casting because she's super popular. Yeah. I think the other ones... I think both of them kind of are, but oh, all yeah, 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 yeah. adults, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the older ones, yeah. They are all just fantastic. Yeah. Well, except for Rebecca Ferguson. Well, Timothy Ch- Tim Chalamet was also good. I don't want to yes, say... Yes, yes, yes. It is stunt casting because he's popular, but he's very good in the movie. That's also yeah. why he gets the parts he gets, because he's very good. But yeah, He is a very good actor, and I, and I am surprised to see him do some, some more physical stuff, to be honest. Oh, yes, yes. There's a lot of like jumping around with knives and swords in this. Yeah, even fine. though I don't know if he did it. Mm, yeah, I mean, he probably did most some of it. Some of it. He, was, he was obviously CGI'd when he was in the the, the, the the beige still suit when they were fighting on in the desert in the vision. Yes. That was obviously just a stuntman and they CGI'd in his face. But but also because it's a, it's a vision, it was extra. It's, it was all looking very fantastical and not real. So yeah. it's fine. Um, no, yeah, everyone else was good. Um, did Did you notice that it was Stellan Skarsgård, Skarsgård who played uh, yes. Baron Harkonnen? Harkonnen? The first time I was like, I was about to like tap your shoulder and ask you. I was like, no, no, I'm not gonna ask. You. It has to be him. I'm just gonna. Is that, is that bootstrap built? <laughs> yeah, no, that was actually. I was like, reminds me a lot of the acting in Pirates. Yeah, he was very, he was very good. Um, of course, Josh. His character was horrible though. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, he's, he's pure. No, but like pure scary, evil. creepy, weird. What the fuck? Yeah. But he did a good job. Oh. What little acting he had to do for it, because it was mainly voice and. Ice, I suppose. Yes, um, and then of course Josh Brolin is always good. Um, yes, and he he, he played he played um, Gurney Halleck very Captain well. Captain something. Um, and then he, even like Jason Momoa, and that that goes to show that when you have the right director, you you can you can you can turn a mediocre actor into a great actor. Because as yes. much as he's like charming, and I like Jason Momoa as a person, he's not the greatest actor. No, in stuff here he was he was great. He had range. Also, though, he felt like a character, even though he definitely put some of his own personality into the character. Yes, because that's not how. But he, I think it's also that's not how he, he is in the have, books at all, <laughs> or the book. He didn't have enough. He didn't have too much to say. It was more physical acting. Yes, and that's probably why they got more of a physical that fits actor. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, when he speaks, yeah, that's kind of. That's always the same. He doesn't really know how to act that part properly. No, but I thought he did a good job with with that in this as well. Um, Especially, I like the chemistry that you could see between him and uh, and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, yeah, they had good chemistry. You could actually feel like, oh my god, they love each other. I knew knew he was going to die, obviously. But I was like, (laughs) come on, come on. I physically said, damn it, when he died. Because fuck, (laughs) couldn't 
they change that? Because I would love to see more more between Duncan Idaho and um, Paul Atreides, and you feel yeah. that in the book too, and in the the David Lynch movie, like they've they have a great rapport, and you wish they had more to do with each other in the in the story, but they don't. As someone who didn't know anything of the story, I was very surprised at the amount of main character deaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They basically for being the first part, I suppose the first half of the book. Yeah, then. they kill off basically all of the um uh the cast other than the Fremen characters. Well, half, I I suppose. Duke Leto is dead, Gurney Halleck is dead, Duncan, Duncan Idaho is dead, Leet Kynes is dead. Um uh, I think Thufir Hawat, their mentat, is dead as well. We don't see it, though. I th- we don't see that, I though. I think he's... He might... I don't remember. I think he's dead. I mean, Harkonnen survives, and Raban, his, his uh, nephew. But that's about it. Yeah, because he's not on site. Yeah. Um, they kill they kill their mentat as well. Uh, Piter Vries. Yeah. They never mention him by name. But he's, he's Piter De Vries or just Vries. I'm not sure. It's he's listed as the Vries. Okay. Also, very good actor. Yes. David Dust. I cannot pronounce his name. No. Dust Malchain. Uh, Dust. Um, I'm not sure either. I think it's Dust. <laughs> I think it's Dust Malkin, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. He wasn't in it enough, though. <laughs> I, I've no. I've seen him in comedies. Um. And, and oh, yeah, oh, he was in Prisoners. Ah. Um, well, he he his demeanor fits that kind of character. Oh yes, it was very good casting for that as well. That's that's one Whoa. of my favorite things. It was a very good casting for this movie. Everyone felt very fitting for their role. What Shit. did you just realize? Um, I just realized my other podcast, the Nicolas Cage podcast. I call that madness in the method that, you know, because he's a method actor or he was. Yeah, and he's... That he, that he uses madness as a method. Yeah, he's gone a bit mad sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I just realized that there's a movie from 2019, which uh, Das Malkin is in, called Madness in the Method. Damn it. Oh, no. You stole me. And it's a movie directed by and starring Jason Mewes, Jay from Jane Silent Bob. Oh, about Jason Mewes. Yeah, Jason Mewes attempting okay. method acting in order to gain more respect for himself in Hollywood slowly descends into madness. Damn. Well, luckily... So we not, just got sidetracked. Not, not too many people <laughs> are listening to that yet, so we won't be sued yet. <laughs> anyway, back to... Uh, back to back Dune. to Dune. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, no, so but mo- that's most of those... one of my favorite parts was actually the the casting. I really oh, the casting was liked good. very good, and I can, all of the casting more or less. I can see it. It, it will, probably wasn't hard to to um, uh, convince them. Yeah, like if they had certain actors in mind, which you usually do for the bigger roles, you don't really you don't usually audition for the big roles. No, you ask. Yes. Would you like to read for? Would you like this role? Yeah, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure. Like I don't think a lot of people turned them down because like yeah, we're gonna make a. A, a huge, big-budget, bombastic adaptation of Dune. One of the greatest books ever written. You want to be in it? Oh, uh, sure. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Denis sure. Villeneuve is uh, directing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sure. I'll be in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I can see why they got they got the dream cast, so to speak. I was <laughs> looking at the writers as well, because uh, Denis Villeneuve is one of the s- screenplay writers. But then you also have John Spaths. I'm not sure who that is. And then Eric Roth. I recognize that name. I don't know about Eric Roth. 
what has he done? That's what I'm trying to think of. Because oh, I wrote, recognize the name. He's written a bunch of dra- drama fluff stuff. Ah, he wrote Forrest Star Gump. Born. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. A Star is yeah. Born. Ugh. Sorry, no, Forrest Gump is very good. Benjamin Button, A Star is Born. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I haven't like actually seen those two. I don't like him. Um, but I recognize the name. Yeah. I guess. He's a, he's a drama writer, I suppose. Yeah. He is writing Killers of the Flower Moon, which is a, um, a Scorsese movie that's coming. So that's that's interesting. Um, but uh, the other guy, John Spates, he is one of the most... Um, uh, that's I'm over, oh, overdoing it. Oh, he wrote... But he's one of the passengers in Prometheus. That's the thing. He is, he's, yeah. He oh, he's done Prometheus. Ooh, he did passengers, big movies. But he's one of the most unlucky, like lucky writers in Hollywood, because he wrote. He'd basically done nothing. He was like straight out of film school, and he wrote Prometheus. He just he, yeah. He, he only did the Darkest Hour before that. Yeah, they like hired him. And isn't that also kind of no? No, I'm confusing that with something else. Yeah. Um, and he he wrote like this amazing. There's uh, there's this documentary called uh, Furious Gods about pr- making a Prometheus. Yeah. Um, where they talk about that John Spates, this new kid from nowhere, wrote Prometheus, and everyone loved it. Ridley Scott was like, "Yeah, this is the movie I want to make." And but then, um, since he was he was basically a noob, um, the producer was like, "Yeah, but we need someone more experienced to like touch it up to make sure that it's you know." A hundred percent. So then they got Damon Lindelof, that fucking hack, um, <laughs> uh, to, 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 to touch it up. And what he basically did was rewrite the entire movie so that it became the Prometheus that was then shown in theaters. Because uh. what John Spates wrote was a prequel to Alien. While I don't really care for a prequel to Alien, it's still like, what you hear about that story, was, it, was, it sounded much more interesting. Damon Lindelof, since he likes, you know, he, he wrote Lost together with J.J. Oh, yeah. so he likes, you know, mysteries and mysteries within mysteries. And we well, we don't have to explain stuff. We'll explain it in the sequel. He wrote a prequel to the prequel to Alien. Mm, yeah. And that's why Prometheus makes zero sense. Because they ruined yes. John Spade's uh, um, uh, script. And then same thing with Passengers. He wrote a love story in space. Um... Because that's what it is. Yeah. But then they sold it as a like sci-fi thriller. Because that's how they show it in the trailers. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's a love story. It's a drama. It just y- happens yeah. to take place on a spaceship. Hmm. Um, so nobody liked his, his movie because they sold it as something it wasn't. Um, yeah. Then I guess he wrote Doctor Strange, and that's fine, I suppose. I don't know how much he actually wrote of it, but he is credited as the writer. Trying to... Con- Almost confirming something though, he is credited to uh, writing Dune Part Two, which is in pre-production. Yeah. So I'm hoping that means it actually shows up, because that was something we mentioned that we we're afraid that it's it's never gonna be made, not yeah. gonna be released because yeah, well, it, there is a risk of Dune not making enough, at least at the box office. Yes. Well, it says Dune Part Two pre-production. Pre-production yes. means they haven't spent that much money yet. It's mostly been meetings and like setting up a budget. So, and like we'll wait. Going through some scripts, maybe. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, let, 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 let's let's talk about that then. Um, 
Because, the, yeah, they're, they're, this is just half of the book, basically. Um, and, and I'm worried because the fate of the sequel hangs on the fact that, on whether or not they bring in enough money on this. And I don't think yes. they will. Then even though See, even even when he's made even better movies movies than this, like like uh, uh, um, critics wise, um, like Arrival and uh, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, his last two movies, they they got much higher like uh, reviews, um, and and uh, like were universally loved. Okay, they still didn't bring in the bacon. Arrival, I can see why, but you think like Blade Runner should bring you money, but it didn't, because it was so no. expensive, and and they didn't. It, 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 that was one of you. Well, we need to make a billion dollars, and they made like a few hundred million. That's all. Um, yeah, and I'm worried that it's gonna be the same with this because his style is very unapproachable unless you're into that kind of stuff. Like we said, it's not for mainstream audience. No. There's no quick cuts. There's no like. There's no jokes. There's like one joke in the entire movie. There's a lot of strange dialogue and dreams and talking about it's, destiny it's and hard to convince someone also to go watch a movie that's two and a half hours long when you can't show them the trailer and like be like, look, that's specifically very interesting. Because even if the trailer is again very alluring and, and beautiful it doesn't show you what this movie is going to be about no. it doesn't no, it just shows entice you with action or anything yeah and that that should be good for for getting people to watch oh we're gonna watch this you know sci-fi action movie with cool music but then word of mouth is going to spread that this is a boring almost three hour long like drama basically with with one pretty long and cool action like war set piece but that's about it for action. Honestly, I thought the war was kind of dull. Well, I like I liked all the I liked the the aesthetic of it because it took place at night and it started blowing up everything. Yeah. Beautifully shot. The movies the beautifully shot. The explosions were gorgeous. Yeah. Um, well, also the rating is pretty high, but it is very early on. Yeah, it's a seventy-six. We're technically seeing it. It is it is pretty high, but I'm I'm pretty sure that Blade Runner got uh, higher. Let's see. Got a, yeah, I got an 81. That's pretty high. We're, That's we're talking Metascore here for Metacritic, not yes, Rotten Tomatoes obviously. Um, However, Dune has a higher IMDb rating, but it is, again, it's very early on. Yes. A lot of people have not had time to watch it and therefore haven't been able to rate it. Though it has 931 31 ratings already oh wait no I, I forgot that there was a k after the 496 on blade runner oh, yeah, yeah that's 496,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah um so yes it's it's early on to say what other people might think of it yeah because for now i'm guessing only the super fans or the the movie buffs are the ones who's actually yes, seen the it. the dune heads yeah <laughs> they're called the fans are called something else but dune head is funny dune heads work yeah. <laughs> um but I would not see Jimmy and the Man, yeah, the average Joe, no. being enticed to go watch a three, two and a half hour long movie. Yeah, and we, we possibly though you did mention that it is released online as well. HBO Max, yeah, more or less straight away. Yeah, it's it's going to be on HBO Max the same day. That's the whole thing. With, yeah, but that's just America. Yeah, though, right? with America, yes. 
Yeah. Or anywhere that you have HBO So the rest Max. of the world might have to wait a bit longer, which could also diminish the uh, hype. Yeah. And, and you can't really... Or deflate you, you, the hype, I suppose. You can't really... Um, count like streaming views because no. they the, whether it doesn't matter if people watch it or not they still pay for the subscription it's a very different yeah. way of looking at you know that only office. works for Netflix and their own productions I think not, not even there because te- no, but te- they usually like put the text in like oh the most streamed movie oh sure sure the sure date. but they, they can't release any like f- um, uh, f- fiscal numbers no, because no, that's true. I haven't watched any of the Kissing Booth movies, but technically I paid for them. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I that's borrow true. our parents' Netflix, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Family account. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> like people, people who pay for Netflix and don't watch Open House still, um, uh, still paid, still for paid it. for. Yeah, still paid for Open House. So you can't really. It's, yeah, that's true. That and that's that's why I when back in was early this year, late last year, maybe late last year, when uh, Warner Brothers said that we're going to release all our like 2021 movies simultaneously on HBO Max and in theaters. Um, right. And a lot of like directors got really angry at that, and a lot of fans were like, "Oh, you just entitled." This is actually great. Yeah, it's great for you as a consumer, not great for um, uh, the artists or, or the, the yeah, people making had the movie. A, we had a, we had a lot of that, that discussion yeah. la- late last year and early this year that it affects the art. Yeah. And the people working on all of these projects. Yes, because how are you going to decide if the movie is successful or not? How when, are when, you gonna make when people up are the not money paying to watch most of them it? Are just, they're just yeah, paying a, most people a just flat watching subscription it. fee. Uh, at home, yeah. Sure, you can get streaming numbers, but how how many are gonna get like one month of uh, uh, HBO just to get uh, to, to watch movie. to watch this? Yeah, and then and then cancel their subscription, and then they only paid like what six bucks? That's less than a theater ticket. Yeah. Yes. However, I mean, they can always know if people like it, but they can't. Yeah, like you said, you, you can't count that as fiscal income. Mm, no, or it's it's harder to do. Or value. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I, I looked at uh, Jesus Christ. I looked at a uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. His last movie it cost one hundred fifty million, which is about the same as Dune. We looked it yeah. up. It was one hundred sixty million. Yes. Um. It made worldwide. It made not even two hundred and sixty million dollars. They must have lost some because hundred fifty. Of course, then you always double that for marketing and everything. Yeah, there's always. So they more. lost like at at least fifty million dollars <laughs> lost. Not broke even. They lost fifty million dollars after spending three hundred million dollars. They came out fifty million dollars short. <laughs> Luckily, though, is it the same production company? Yeah, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Luckily, though, they felt. Yeah, well, he can get the same amount of money and make a similar. Sure, movie I mean, in, in the long, in, in the long run, fifty million dollars isn't that much for them. I mean, no. they made that back. With uh, Aquaman, because that made over yeah. a billion dollars, and you know, of course, the deal with HBO Max. Yes. Um, but yeah, and you know, he he makes 
critical darlings, as they're called. His movies are critical darlings. So yeah, they want to yeah. they want to continue to promote good filmmakers, even though their movies might not make as much money as a Marvel movie. I mean, you, yes. you saw what happened with Tenet. Tenet was also um, um, uh, Warner Brothers. Right. That made... Uh, oh, they don't have the budget for that. That was probably more expensive. Probably. Yeah. That came out... That that came, I gotta say, though, that came out in the middle of the height of the pandemic. Yeah. Christopher Nolan was like, no, you're releasing this now in theaters, not on some <laughs> fucking streaming site. And they were like, fine. Yeah. And uh, that made $363 million. But that's during a pandemic. I gotta say, people mm-hmm. call that, like, a failure. And sure... It probably was. They probably lost a bunch of money on it. Well, yeah, if it had been released uh, five years ago before anything had happened in the world, more people would have oh, seen yes. it, it in would, theaters. It would have been up there like like his other movies because his other movies yeah. are mostly successful. Um, but like when everyone was staying home before there was a vaccine, they made $300 million in that yeah, movie. that's Jesus still a lot. Um, I, yeah. I'm anyway. thinking about the fact that Dune get a delayed release or was this supposed to be released this year i don't remember because when you google it you get a lot of like automatic search for 2020 um i think because i actually i made a a live a live stream trailer reaction when the trailer was released oh yeah that's true um which was just insane for some reason the algorithm chose me over the actual trailer so i had seventeen thousand people watching live <laughs> which is insane i usually have like five if i'm lucky five people not five thousand yeah. now i had seventeen thousand people but it was just because you know anyway um and i'll i'll, I'll just i don't remember because that was the first trailer and i don't remember what it said in the trailer i think it was like oh october 2020 i think so yeah um because if you look at the poster, it says October twenty-two in theaters and and yeah, HBO. Yeah, but that's probably um, uh, the the new one. Twenty-second of October. Yeah, but that's that's uh, that's because it's a it's a it's a it's a later it's a new poster. Yeah, it was not yeah. October twenty-second in the beginning. No. Um, it should say somewhere. But I I I, don't, I can't find it. I was thinking about something regarding that, but now I can't remember what I was thinking about. Let's see if we can find it. Uh, I got too sidetracked. By here, let's reason. see. I found something. No, yes, you know what I was thinking. I was thinking if the release date correlated with um, the Oscars, anything at all. No, no. Well, because sometimes that- they have a tendency to release bigger movies that they want to be considered for the Oscars towards later of the year for it to be fresh in the, the, yes, the minds re- of the like, people. Uh, uh, around November, October, November. Yeah, so this is a little bit early yeah. maybe for that. But I do feel like this one will... Not that we put any credit behind the Oscars, no. but this will definitely be nominated. Oh, I think this... If not... Because it's a... A sci-fi, or you know, it falls in under sci-fi. It's a space opera. It's gonna be nominated for a bunch of stuff, and it might but win like costume. But yes, it's not I was gonna win costume any of the and music, ones. perhaps. Yeah. But not best movie or back best actor. No. 
it's too mainstream for that. Yeah, it's it's not like we said in the last uh, patron exclusive episode. It's not a white people drama movie. Yes. Um, which is always what wins. Well, and lately, black people drama movie. Yeah. It's not a drama. Even though this is it's kind not of a, a drama. <laughs> it is kind it is, of a drama, yeah, but it's it not is drama. drama. But it also, it's a sci-fi it's, drama, and people yeah. don't want sci-fi drama. They want marriage no, they want story. Drama, drama. They want. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess Parasite. That wasn't a drama though, but movies well, like that. This one will, however, probably and should win for costume. And in my opinion, music. The music, yeah. You mentioned music. I usually it was Han. I think it was Hans Zimmer who made the music. Yes, um, he declined to work on Tenet oh, right. to be able to work on this. Yes, according to the trivia. Yes, yes, that's that's right. I read that too. And I liked some of the music, but other times it didn't feel like it fit. No, I loved it. And usually when he makes music, it's like it's his his music kind of like. It's all over the movie all the time. Like, think of the the Batman movies. It's music yes. constantly in the Batman movies. Here, This one did not. No, it was just music here and there. And for me, that was kind I of jarring. I think I liked that, actually. I don't know. I don't know. I think it made it interesting. And the, the kind of music was that he used was also very interesting. It wasn't just... No, it was very different, yes. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't just the same bombastic like bass that you've hear- heard in every single superhero movie or big movie no. the last 10 years. No, it was different. He tried to go more, you know, he used some, some strange percussions. And that's, you know, he, yeah. that's usually what he does. He experiments with music. Um, and I know some people don't like that, but I, I usually uh, like his music. Um, but believe it or not, he has only... Um, he only won one Oscar. He's been nominated <gasps> a bunch, but he's only won once, and that was um, uh, what? What? One? Hey? One Oscar? Why doesn't say which one? He was he was <laughs> nominated in '89 for Rain Man, nominated in '95 for Lion King, nominated in '97 oh, yeah. for Preacher's Wife, '98 as good as it gets, '99 for Thin Red Line and Prince of Egypt. Um, Ooh. Oh, wait, he won. Sorry, he won for The Lion King. There he was. Sorry. Right, um, yes. But then he's been nominated 99, 2001, 2010, 2011, 2015, 2018, but never won. And he should have won for Dunkirk. He should have won for Interstellar. He should have won for Inception. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe he should have won for uh, Gladiator, but he never wins them. He always gets nominated. I don't know why. Because he's very experimental and it's very different and but also good, but he never wins. This one, yeah, eh, I don't know. Maybe he won't I get liked nominated. I it, though. <laughs> it will get nominated, definitely. Yeah, I guess. And again, costume as well. Because even though the costumes were very straightforward, yeah. They were very intricate in the same time at the same time. Yes. If you really look at no, them. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um and, even, and I love the details of different colors for different people. Yeah. And you had like just, the, the m- mixing like stuff you could almost see in a runway today with like futuristic looking uh, spacesuits. Armor and, yeah. stuff. And then trash almost with the, the shawls they would oh, go yeah, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Desert wear. Yeah. Um, I loved how it, it uh, towards the end of it, it combines... Almost all of the different people's 
fashion or wear. Well, they're mostly wearing Fremen stuff because the still suits yeah, are but, Fremen wear. Yes, but you can still see the difference between the one that Timothy Chalamet is wearing and the one the actual oh, Fremen sure, are wearing. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. Because they are worn and, and, and desert worn, I suppose. Yeah. They look more like the desert people, while his is clean and almost regal. Yeah. Because it's a brand new and unused. I I appreciated that kind of detail that they didn't have, like clean armors on the people who live in the desert. Oh oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, and that's also and that they had like embellished them a bit for themselves. Oh yeah. Um, and like I said, I there's a lot of a lot of thought and a lot of work put into the movie. Yes. Obviously. Um, Definitely. But like I said, I, I, I just wasn't impressed by it because sometimes that it was. Um, it's almost try hard like look at all this stuff we made. Like, <laughs> yeah I get it can you see I think your opinion is tainted by the fact that you've read this story and seen this story yeah. a bunch of times already but I mean I'm not alone at it um, no of course not let's uh, let's move on to the to the reviews uh, uh, we'll read some of the uh, the the professional critic reviews and we'll look at some uh, user reviews because I haven't read any user reviews there aren't a lot since it's very new. Sure, yeah, sure. So we'll have to live with that. But I mean, as well. it's it's got a few hundred out of hundred, like The Guardian and Empire and Total Film. Um, and The Guardian says Denis Villeneuve's slow burn space opera fuses the art house and the multiplex to create an epic of otherworldly brilliance. Um, and uh, like Total Film says, an astounding spectacle, vast in scale and ambition, prepared to have your breath snatched away. Was you? Was you? Were you ever like, <gasps> whoa? Were, did was there ever a wow moment for you? Because I didn't have one. That's why. I, not not an out loud wow moment. No, but there were a few like, ooh. See, I, n- I never even had and, that. And one almost like, you know, when you like stress out because the character should be moving. The one where he like collapsed Wait. by the spice collecting thingy, and the worm was coming. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, and he couldn't get up. I was like, "Come on, come!" But I mean, I actually wanted to scream at him. Yeah, I, I, I never, I never had that. There was never like, uh, uh, well, speaking of Christopher Nolan again, there was never that ten uh, or um, Inception moment when, when like. The, when they're in the dream and, and uh, the city folds in on itself and they start walking on the walls, basically. Like, yeah. That was like yeah. a whoa moment that happened. Or, you know, the fight in the in the hallway when the car is spinning and they start spinning in the hallway. It was right. like, whoa. It, was a wo- it never happened in this movie. I, I should have, but I didn't. I don't know. Um, I think this one user review actually kind of summed it up well though for for what you're saying yeah in the in the title of it just it's star wars meets game of thrones and mad max in an artsy filter it's been done uh, yes yeah yeah because a lot of movies and books have taken inspiration from dune so we've seen this yeah. before yeah definitely yeah um i think that's yeah but then we have like some well there's not really middling reviews well no there's kind of middling reviews um we have, uh, can I get them? Thank you. Oh, that was a long one. Here we go. Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> uh, David Rooney. The storytelling lacks the clean lines to make it consistently propulsive. Consistently propulsive. And I agree with that. A lot of this, because it, it the story does not move forward. It is just, we're going to hear all the characters, hear all the different factions, 
And then they attack for some reason. And that's when the movie like starts yeah. moving forward, and that's where it ends. Like, that is one detail that, that did like confuse me a little. I don't really understand why the Emperor chose to do what he did. Yeah, that is more... Uh, I don't remember how much that is in the book. There's definitely more of that in the book. The, the well, Emperor's obviously. actually in the book. You get to hear dialogue. Yeah, he's not in him. this movie. No. Maybe they'll... Uh, since they're making two they'll movies... Probably... You know what? The second movie is probably going to start with him scheming with the Harkonnen. They're going to do like a, a flashback to that. Yeah. Which I don't or like something. that. That is not the way it is in the book, and that is not the way it is in the David Lynch movie. <laughs> we don't know that it, they're going to no, do that. No, but it feels though. that they're going to do that. It's going to be like um, it is like the two towers. It is a very used concept yes. that people do. We're like in the two towers, it doesn't uh, start where where Lord of the Rings stopped. It like flashes no, back to the fight between backstory. the Balrog and, and Gandalf, and you get some more backstory of what yeah. happened there, and then you continue the story. Um, where it left off in It's Lord like of the Rings. a by the way, we forgot to mention this in the last one. Yeah. Here you go. And they do that a lot in movies, and I feel like they're gonna do that here. Like now we're gonna get to see when when the uh, Shadam the Fourth talks to Harkonnen about about what they're gonna do. There is a risk. And and maybe they'll that. even put in the stuff that's in David Lynch's movie where the the um the, the navigating the space guild comes to talk to the Emperor about like how oh, the spice must flow. And they're like plan. There are plans within plans, which is a big thing in the movie or in the book. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I feel like they're going to do that, and then we're going to continue with Paul, uh, Jessica, and the Fremen. Um, this was a pretty good one. I want to call them free men. No, it's Fremen. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's supposed to be free men, but he he wanted to sound more like otherworldly. It's Fremen. Yeah, obviously. To call them just free men would be too obvious. Yeah. Um, Vanity Fair gave it a four out of ten or a forty on Ooh. Metascore, Metacritic. Um, and I think this is this is a pretty good one. Um, with Dune, Villeneuve has the chance to right the wrongs of David Lynch's 1984 misfire. <laughs> Parentheses a misfire according to some, anyway. Well, yeah, we'll talk well. about that. Um, and truly honor Herbert's text, but Villeneuve can't help but lacquer it all up to something hyper polished and harder to touch. And that's what I mean. The, the 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 organic feeling of the the book is kind of lost in all the big empty rooms and brutalist architecture everywhere that the, the it's lacking a little bit of personality that's what it is hmm. it's it's it feels so detached somehow Okay. In a way that doesn't work in the movie. It's like that in the book as well, but it works because it's a it's a written text. It's not a movie. Yeah. It's very different, books and movies. Visually, very, very different. it's yeah. different, yeah. Um, and it actually, I think it got... Yeah, I got one negative review <laughs> from oh. Slant. It's basically... It's 38, so it's basically mixed because 40 is the... But, but still. It's just it's below. It's just below, <laughs> yeah. Dune ends up feeling like an extended prologue for what one can only hope will be a sequel that would clarify its parables and paradoxes. And yeah. that's all this is. Like I said before, this is all set up, basically. It's all introducing all the different uh, clans and houses and emperors... It's introducing the conflict. Yes, introducing conflict. It's introducing the concept of the Kwisatz Haderach, this prophesized being, not just like to the Bene Gesserit, but to the Fremen and to everyone. Everyone knows about, the, but they call him different things. Jesus, basically. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. That's it's, a, it's a Jesus story. Um, yeah. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> well, we kind of figured yeah, that out. Yeah, and they're, they're setting it up. <laughs> well, they also do a pretty bad job of explaining that that the Kwisatz Hadrach is basically a Bene Gesserit uh, witch, but a male well, Bene Gesserit. Yeah. They mention yeah, that. Yeah, they mention it, but they... Because the, the poorly, leader of the witches tell Jessica that you were supposed to only have daughters. Yeah, but they don't, they don't explain that the Kwisatz Haderach is supposed to be a male Bene Gesserit. They don't say it outright. Mm. And that, that, but I and figured that, it out. That's, yeah. Oh, well, that's good then. That's actually good that you figured it out. Because I was like, how are you going to know what the what why he is so special? Because Bene Gesserits are all women because women are more composed. They're easier to, you know... Yeah. They can control their emotions. So having a man have that kind of power to see the future and change the future and control people can be dangerous. Yeah. That's why we, he has to have that's why we only breed, female composure. Yeah, that's why we only breed women. And uh, I was a bit confused when she said, you said you were uh, you were only going to have daughters. Like, but how do you control they that? They control that. But again, uh, it's, they can't it's control con- that, It's controlled. They, 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 they breed specifically like only women. They have sex and she's like, mm, girl, and then she's going to give birth to a girl. Ba- but if she doesn't decide, then it will be by chance, obviously. Uh, well, no, Bene Gesserit decides. She has she, to. She okay. decides. The thing is... So she chose to have a yes, boy. Yes, and that's all something they don't explain in the movie. And they can't explain it now unless they do a flashback because, because uh, Leto is dead. But he... Yeah. he uh, first of all, all the leaders of the houses, Harkonnen... Are male. Yeah, no, no, not that. Yeah, they are. Um, um, but they all... That's why he wanted a boy, obviously. They all get concubines. They all get Bene Gesserit concubines that, that becomes uh, their, like, truth-sayer. Like, with uh, the, the right. emperor, he has yeah. uh, Helen, Gaia Mo- Helen Gaius Mohiam, which is the main Bene Gesserit. Yeah. She's the emperor's truth-sayer. So they... That's, why, that's how the Bene Gesserit can more or less, like, control the universe. Because they're everywhere all the time. Yeah. Um, and that that's why they have plans within plans. That's why they decide, like, we're only going to have women. We don't need a Bene Gesserit man because that's too dangerous. When the time is right, we will make a Bene Gesserit man. But Jessica, we're good and yeah, ready. Jessica <laughs> fell in love with Leto, like, proper. Not just, oh, I'm his companion. Yeah. And he fell in love with her. And he always wanted a son. So she, she gave decided him to a give son. him a son because she was so in love, and that's why she's kind of shunned by the Bene Gesserits mm. because she defied their their and which, prophecy. Why he mentioned I should have married. Yes, you. I'm guessing though they're not supposed to marry at all. No, it's just supposed to be a concubine. Yeah, but their huh. their relationship turned into actual love. Yeah, um, which is one of those rare moments where they talk about feelings in the book. <laughs> Which we don't really get between yeah. them in the movie, unfortunately. That bit was cut out, but I can accept that because it it's it's mentioned enough that I figured it out, All right. sort of. That's that's fine. And it, but it's not mentioned too much that you're like, okay, just tell me the rest. Yeah, sure, sure. So that I actually like that, and the whole the way they explain why he is the Jesus figure. I'm not gonna even try and remember the names of. The different names they had. Kwisatz Haderach. It's so yeah, nice. It sounds so good. A bunch of those words are just too complicated for me to even try and pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, you get it when he when they were all chanting it and someone just mentions like, yes, the, the one and the mother. It's like, ah, yes, yeah. it's him and his mother, obviously. It's Jesus and Maria. 
Yeah, basically. basically. Yeah. And then when the, um, the um, oh no, what was her name? The one who was supposed to be like the uh, overseer of the transition or whatever they called her. Oh, the the yeah, the 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 empress. Uh, her- no, not Harold. Yeah, the the. Yeah, the one she was overseer the, the, of something. Yeah, the overseeing the transition between yeah Harkonnen and uh, Atreides. When she mentions that he will know your ways without ever having to study them, oh, that, ah, yeah. yes, he is a prophet, or he is part of a prophecy. And again, when the uh, uh, names, I hate names, Javier Bardem's uh, Stilgar, Stilgar, it's yeah. like, I've seen you before or something. Yeah. They like all can feel that he is the one. So it's like, yeah, obviously. All these details just added up to, obviously, we know that he is the Jesus figure. Sure. And then, you know, he wins the fight, though he should probably not be able to. Just adds to the fact that he is... Awesome. <laughs> special. He's a special boy. Very special. Yes. Yes. Well. I am very excited to see the first adaptation. Oh, okay. And to try and read the book. Yes. You bought it today. <laughs> after I bought it today. Movie. It's a very good book. Very good. It's, it's, it's slow. There's a lot of stuff. There's more words. Uh, that you, but like I said, there's an index that you can look all the stuff up. Well, um, reading the words are easier than just having people say them sure. to me. So, um, but it is it is uh, wonderful once you like immerse yourself into the, the the story. It's a really really good book. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna reread it as well. Um, We're gonna try and do it before we record. Yeah, so we can talk more about the book. The patron episode. So if you. Want to hear that part as well? What I think about the book if I manage to finish it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out the Patreon that should be out on Monday. Yes, um, and I think we could we could actually wrap this episode up here. I, yes. I've said everything that I want to say about it. I, uh, bottom line, I was it's a good movie, but on a personal level, I was not impressed. It was like, eh, I could take it or leave it. But like you said, it's probably because I'm so in love with the book. Yeah, and I didn't really want to go see it in the first place. I tried to be like objective. I sat down and watched this. Maybe it's amazing, but in the end, it was just like, nah, no, not for me. Seeing it with fresh eyes, it's a one. It's a gorgeous movie, but I will be surprised if average Joes are able to actually sit through yeah. this. Yeah, someone of the, the reviewers mentioned that. Oh, it it it, it mixes art house with mainstream. Sure, but I don't think that it—it's not mainstream enough. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. This might bring in some money, but I don't think it's going to be like a super hit. It's not going to be a billion-dollar no. movie. I, ca- I can't see this being that. No. And it feels like that's what they need and to make. It's kind the of a shame, movie. though, because it is—you can see the money in it, and it's well spent. Yeah. And I, but if they don't make it back, then yeah, there's a risk that they won't make the second. Want to spend that kind of mo- man- money again? Which is just insane that you're gonna have yeah. half a Dune adaptation made by such a prominent director. Is like what the fuck? Yeah, we'll see about, we'll that. See about that. We can only, hope, hope. unfortunately, we can't see the future. No, or control it. No, <laughs> we're not the Benedictines. Yeah. Exactly. 
Not even me who's a woman. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Well, uh, like I said, su- subscribe to us on uh, Patreon. So this Monday we will be doing an episode on the David Lynch movie. We've been talking about the book, and more importantly, we are at the same time recording a commentary track for the David Lynch Dune movie. Yes. Um, and that will also be on Patreon exclusively. Um, so please, if you have some dollars to spare, subscribe to us there um, for all for all the exclusive stuff, for all the commentary tracks. Um, if not, check us out on all the socials. This subscribe the- here on YouTube. Yes, it's- Follow on all the podcast pages yeah of course if you're if you're listening to this on on apple podcast or, or google podcast or wherever um or on youtube if you want to see our faces um <laughs> but yeah that's that's about it uh next next Thank thursday you. uh we're doing shining right yes. we're, st- we're starting a little early with the october horror stuff yes we're doing the classic we're working our way into the spookies yes but that's for next thursday until then have a good one Bye. The Spoiler Cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It's hosted by Tobias and Rebecca Vidim, produced by Tobias Vidim. Executive producer is Annika Vidim. Direction and sound editing by Tobias Vidim. A big thank you to all our supporters over on Patreon for keeping this show going. Rasmus Jonsson, Laura Kinney, Mom and Dad. <laughs>